You've got to be in touch with your mind, body and spirit to live the life you were meant to. When all three are completely engaged, you're able to fulfil your potential on earth. That was a quote from Oprah Winfrey. And it kind of sums up how I feel about holistic living, which is what I'll be talking about in today's solo episode of Create Shift. Hello and welcome to Create Shift. My name's Ellen Carr. As well as being the host of this podcast, I'm a writer, a yoga teacher, and a holistic living mentor. This podcast is here to support, encourage, and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. The conversations had, questions asked, and thoughts presented are here to awaken that whispering of your soul, your own questions about the life you want to lead, and to give you the confidence that you can create the shift you want to make in your life. I believe that the way to true health and happiness, individually and collectively, is to live a truly holistic life. A life that is driven by a purpose that feels true and right to us, and that helps us to feel connected to ourselves and each other and the world around us, and that leaves us feeling fulfilled and content. I release a new season of the show in line with the change in the seasons in nature. So normally you'll find a new season coming out around the solstice or equinox time. Each season has a couple of solo episodes as well as interviews with lots of interesting and thought-provoking guests. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoy listening to Create Shift. If you do enjoy the show, I would love it if you would be happy to leave a rating or a review or both. You can do that on iTunes if you listen via the Apple Podcasts app. It's super easy. Otherwise, you can go onto iTunes, search Create Shift and leave the review on there. I'd love to carry on the conversation with you. You can find me online at being-change.com and you can find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Welcome to this solo episode of Create Shift. So in today's episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about holistic living and what it actually is, or at least what I define it as, Um, because it's one of those things that's talked about a lot, I think, Um, and I know I talk about it, and I call myself a holistic living mentor, and, you know, I use hashtag holistic living or whatever. Um, I talk about the importance of it. Um, And I guess it's one of those terms that um, perhaps doesn't get defined that much, and it's one of those terms that people can use quite differently and maybe mean different things when they talk about it. So this episode is not the um, ultimate definition of holistic living because um, there isn't one I guess Um, it's situation dependent it's context dependent but this is my definition of holistic living so I hope it'll be interesting for you to to think about and to compare with how you think about it maybe it'll raise some interesting thoughts questions ideas and if you've been thinking about working with me hopefully it'll help clarify what that might be like and what kind of things we might be able to to work on together so let's just get going I guess um I hope you're well 
um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here today. Um, I've made a bunch of notes. Uh, what I've made is kind of like a little mind map thing of different points, um, but it's not a script or anything. So I'm just going to riff off this, this subject. So holistic living, um, I guess one thing to note to start with is that it's not necessarily to do with well-being. I think it's become associated with the health and well-being sphere and industry in particular. There's kind of maybe a holistic living industry now. I don't know if we define that as separate to the well-being industry or what, but it's definitely part of that now, I'd say. Um, But holistic, um, if we look to the definition... Um, dictionary definition because I'm a geek and I like things like that is relating to the whole of something or to the total system instead of just to its parts and it's actually been used quite a lot scientifically so it's absolutely not to do with um, candles and aromatherapy and stuff like that and we'll get into that in, in a bit and just if you want to nerd out with me about words a little bit more to go to the etymology of holistic um, briefly just touching on it. Um, The word holistic derives from holos, which is the Greek word meaning whole. So again, it's that that whole of something rather than seeing one thing as as an individual um, and not as part of the structure or system that it is part of. So I think, obviously, this is a really good word for thinking and talking about well-being and I think that's why it's become so associated with that and it's like a whole branch of of healing and health and well-being isn't it holistic holistic health practitioner holistic health center and in that sense I think the word holistic has kind of come to mean something separate to our everyday conventional healthcare. like that isn't holistic um and it's it's not I guess um we don't often go to the doctor and get considered as a whole person. I mean, obviously, they see that we're an entire person made up of not just a nose or not just a toe or whatever. But what I mean is we'll go with the symptom, that symptom will be treated, but not necessarily the underlying cause per se, because that might not be considered um especially if that's something a little bit complex or perhaps something emotional or anything like that. Um, And I've spoken about Ayurveda on the podcast before. As you know, this is like a key component of my work. Um, And Ayurveda is the ancient Indian um, philosophy, arts, practice, of of well-being uh, it translates as the science of life or that's one of the translations and that is a holistic view of well-being and ayurvedic practice views everything that you do in your life everything that you come into contact with the way that you engage with the world the things that you do the things you eat the things you drink the music you listen to whether you dance or not whether you have sex or not what your sex is like um what your dancing's like, what your exercise is like, your movement, what season of the year it is. Everything goes into account 
um, when it comes to thinking about your health and well-being and what's going to affect that. And then when you look at an ailment that you have or a disease that you have, um, everything again is taken into consideration so that then the treatment for the disease that you have will, yes, be curing the symptoms of that disease, of course, to make you feel better, but also looking at um, all those things like your diet or uh, whether you're getting enough sex or whether you're um, uh, harboring anger that you haven't dealt with and that kind of thing. So it's a much more holistic whole approach to health and well-being because it is viewing you um, as the whole. It's relating the whole of you to the total system, um, the system being your life uh, and not just considering your parts, like your sore throat or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think when we think about our society then and we think about the health and well-being kind of care that is offered to us, um, the holistic stuff is alternative. I think those two words get put together quite a lot. Um, and I think in that vein, then holistic and alternative, there's a slight negative connotation to that. Um, I think there's a bit of a stigma there and perhaps less so now it's becoming more of a thing, but it's still a little bit of, um, you know, it's different. You're different. If you're going to an alternative health practitioner, you're going against the norm, the convention for sure. Um, and I think this is interesting because I think holistic living, to me, has a lot to do with contentment. Um, not necessarily happiness. Happiness is part of that, but we can't feel happy all of the time. But what we can hopefully feel a lot of the time is content with our lives and our situation. Um, Maddie... Um, from A Slow Adventure and I have a good chat about this actually in season one so I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to um, sort of think about that a little bit more this idea of contentment um, yeah so I think holistic living has a lot to do with being content with our lives with lots of different aspects of our lives and I'll, I'll pull those out in a minute but I think that uh, we need to remember that a lot of our society the society that we live in in the West, um, obviously I don't know where you are and what society you're part of, so I'm talking of my own experience um, and I feel confident that this is the same in most Western society, um, is that we're quite consumer-driven, we have a consumer culture and that thrives on our discomfort, right? It thrives on us being unhappy with ourselves, um, uncomfortable in our own skin. Um, it thrives on us feeling like the newest gadgets or item of clothing or beauty product will make us feel content um when of course it won't because well it won't because <laughs> it's not coming from the inside and so maybe that's why holistic living and holistic health and well-being has a slight alternative um a countercultural sort of negative slant on it because if it was positive if it was the thing that was promoted how would our consumer culture thrive i don't know so holistic living then to me is slightly countercultural um, and it's about contentment and it's about finding contentment within ourselves and about making ourselves whole and complete for ourselves. 
and lots of different things come into that. Um, so I said kind of when I started talking about this that holistic living isn't just associated with health and well-being. It's not just aromatherapy and candles. And I'll say that again, it's it's not those things. It's not just using essential oils. It's not just meditation. It's not just eating organic food. Um, those things absolutely do play a part of holistic living. And I will acknowledge that for sure. Um, you know, yoga practice, um, or whatever exercise works for you, meditation, I have to rephrase that because yoga is not just an exercise practice, but you know, whatever movement works for you, whatever spirituality practice works for you, um, all of these things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, holistic living to me is about considering the whole of our lives, just like I said we do with Ayurveda and Ayurvedic health and well-being. We consider everything. We consider how we talk to the people that we interact with. We consider how we respond in those interactions. We consider whether we express our emotions and how we do that and whether we're taking enough time for rest and whether we are moving in a way that works for our bodies whether we're talking to ourselves lovingly and kindly whether we are um eating nourishing foods that really nourish the body and the soul um we consider what the season of the year is and how we can support our health and well-being in that season and live in tune with that season um and I think as I start to think about this you can kind of um if you imagine like yourself as a little drawing a little stick person unless you're much more artistic than me you could draw yourself really fancy but I'm going to stick with a stick person and then around your stick person you draw a little circle and that circle has things like um, diet and rest and stress levels and relationships and things like that and then you expand that circle out and you've got other things like um season of the year um connection to nature the way that you're moving your job maybe your job goes on the inside I'm not sure I'm just creating this little drawing now and then on the you you expand out you keep going out and so you keep drawing extrapolating out considering the wider systems and societies and groups that you're a part of right so you might start thinking about um you know if you've got a partner or a husband or wife or cohabiting or um you've got a housemate or close friends or whatever family members they might be on that central circle the relationships that you think about and then you expand out to people that you see sort of every so often or friends but they're less close friends acquaintances colleagues and things like that and you expand out to the things that make up your life until at the very outer circle you'd have um, probably the world and your your kind of relationship with I don't know maybe we want to say the universe or um, sort of the rest of humanity and the world um, and that and here's where I come to the crux um, what's the crux I don't know a central part of of holistic living for me is that it? We cannot deny that holistic living is political. I think. Um, I think it's um, it's bigger than the smaller things. <laughs> Duh. Um, uh, what do I mean? I mean it's it's bigger than the candles and the aromatherapy and the yoga and the diet and stuff. And that sounds like I'm 
hating on those things and I am not because that's a big part of my work it's a big part of what I do personally um but I've just started considering really for myself this bigger piece to it recently um and that is our relationship to the natural world our relationship to our community our our role in our community um our relationship to the environment and our relationship to our fellow humans and what that means to me is um to live holistically uh we need to feel these connections i think it's hugely about connection for me connection to ourselves and our bodies and our well-being and connection to the people around us the world around us and i think therefore that means that we cannot not take action um with regards things like climate change racial inequality gender inequality um those potholes that haven't been retarmacked in your neighborhood um the school crossing being unsafe i think if we're truly living holistically we need to acknowledge that we do have a role to play in the wider society and we need to play it because if we don't we've got a piece missing from our well-being we have a piece missing from our whole because we cannot be whole without having that connection to stuff that's bigger than us i believe and i uh like i said i'm i'm just sort of thinking on this myself at the moment um so you know you might come up to me and say well and i don't see you taking loads of action and yeah you're right um i find direct action really hard um because it is it's, it's challenging for ourselves um uh, so, you know, I've started with the smaller things and I think we have to start with the smaller things um, and we have to build up our own uh, well-being before we can um, think about our connection, the well-being of, of our groups, our social groups, our society, our community, uh, the world. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we have to start that inner circle you know, of the the movement practices, the meditation, the mindfulness, the spirituality, whether our job makes us feel shit or, sorry for swearing, um, or not, Um, whether it makes us feel good or what it's feeling for us, whether we're serving ourselves in the way that we need to be served, um, what pieces are missing there. And then we we could get that. And it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy, although I know that the things that I'm talking about don't correlate with Maslow's hierarchy, but it's that idea of starting at the innermost level or with so with Maslow it's, it's the lower level and, and with this what I'm talking about it's the innermost circle and then going out you know expanding out and then and then once you get sort of okay with that stuff then you start thinking about okay well what can I be doing here to make my my neighborhood safer um to to actually take action on climate change you know um but maybe the step before is that you have been reducing your plastic waste, you've been consuming a more vegetarian or vegan diet and all of these things. Okay, and then maybe you start using your voice and you start putting things out there. Because I think if you don't, you won't feel as well as you could. And I think other things, like I think that can tip, the balance can tip so that you can get so consumed with what's happening in the world in your society on the outside that you then lose touch with yourself and you, you've got that piece missing there. You know, you've got too much going on. You're too anxious about um, the the issues of the world that you therefore don't feel content and well and healthy in your life. 
and you need to go back and and work on those things so it's it's like we have different layers for me of holistic living and they're sort of all happening at once but there's also this idea of expansion and contraction within that you know that we can expand out and then we need to contract back in a bit and expand out and contract back in a bit um but I really think I think that piece about holistic living being this wider thing is is not often said um I don't know if I've read about that anywhere um yet online uh, I'll have a look um, and if I find some interesting articles and stuff I'll I'll share them with you um or I'll write them <laughs> um but yeah it's it is really important do you know I think Brooke McCallery has started talking about this on her podcast um so I'll put a link to her podcast um which is about slow living but I I think that's often very similar to holistic living you know are they the same thing maybe they are I don't know they're definitely related um and there's something else that I want to acknowledge here I think we have to acknowledge that there is privilege in holistic living as there is in everything right so I'm I'm talking to you about this as a white woman in the UK and I have a certain amount of privilege in my life and other people in different situations of different ethnic origins um backgrounds loads of different things aren't going to have access to the same things that I have access to and so what does that mean about holistic living is is holistic living elitist is it only for some people who have the resources to buy the candles and do the aromatherapy and go to yoga um I hope not I don't think so I think it's it's all about serving yourself in the way that you can and giving yourself what you need to be whole and feel content. Um, and I realise there are a lot of nuances and complications within that, depending on people's circumstances. And what they need might be highly complex and they might not have the resources to get that. So I'm acknowledging that, and I think we have to. Um, I think a lot of things that are deemed holistic right now are inaccessible to many. Um, And I would like to see that change, and I hope that you would too. I would like to see the holistic health and well-being model being more accepted as the convention, as the norm. I would like to see um, complementary and quote-unquote alternative practices being available to those with limited funds to to access them. Um, I'm not going to rewrite our health policy or whatever. I, I do not have the experience to do that, of course. Um, but I think... It's the same as, um, like, shopping ethically and sustainably, um, you know, the which is part of holistic living as well, I think, um, because we're changing where we put our money and we're supporting things that are good for the environment. Therefore, more of we're giving more health to more of the whole that we're part of. Um, so it's the same as that, in a way, that that's inaccessible to many right now, but... It, doesn't mean that therefore we shouldn't do it if we can 
I think if you're in a position to be able to pay for these things, then you absolutely should because you are voting with your wallet and you are supporting these practices. And the more people who support these practices, right? So say if you've got an aromatherapist, okay, and they're freelance and they're working, well, they run their own business, right? Um, and loads of people in the local community start going to this aromatherapist and then they start making a really good wage for themselves. They can support themselves. They're not struggling for cash anymore. And because they are living holistically themselves and they are thinking about all of this stuff and their relationship to the wider whole, they know that they want to be able to offer reduced rates or free or some sort of accessible version of what they do. Or they want to give money to some a charity that does that or something like that, okay? The more people who go to them and give them money, the more likely it is they're going to be able to do that. You know, the more likely they can, if they've got a really good load of clients coming in, then they the more likely they are to be able to drop a day or half a day or whatever it is they decide they want to do and, and go and volunteer their services somewhere. I'm not saying you have to do that if you are... Um, a holistic therapist of some sort. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. Um, it's just an example of, of how this can work. But I think we need to acknowledge that, um, yeah, there's a lot of privilege in holistic living and what we're doing. Um, and I hope that that won't be the case forever. And I'd like to do what I can to help change that. Um... So let's have a look at my notes here. What else did I want to say? Yeah, I guess I've I've covered really most of the points. Um, I think something that I really just want to reiterate is that holistic living isn't easy. And it's not necessarily pretty either. And I think maybe sometimes we think that holistic living is all of that stuff. It's kind of an aesthetic. It's that um, nice lifestyle practice, which it is, um, as I keep saying. But also it's got this political side to it. It's got thinking about our own privilege. It's got thinking about inequalities, injustices and things in the world and, and our role in that wider society. And that is not pretty, right? A lot of the time. It's not pretty, um, and it's hard. So, yeah, to me, that's what holistic living is. It's considering contentment in our own lives, considering the whole that is our lives. That is our lives? Bad English. The whole that makes up our lives? Confusing myself now. <laughs> it's considering... Again, those spheres, the whole of our life in our immediate environment and then taking it outwards and then our life in the society that we're part of and then that society in the wider community and so on and so on and so on. It's about connection. It's about mind, body, spirit, emotion. And it's about ourselves and it's about others and it's about wider society and nature and the world. So it's very layered, it's very interconnected, and yet it's complex. That is how I view holistic living. I would love to hear how you view holistic living. Um, it's probably different for each and every one of us, and that's okay. Um, if you're wondering how this translates into my work, 
especially working on a one-to-one basis as kind of mentoring support and that sort of thing um it's really about encouraging you to think about what a holistic life looks like to you and considering all of those different components um and starting from where you are um and thinking about small changes and small tweaks that you can make um and then thinking about the wider impact and the kind of wider impact you would like to have and the wider the ways that you want to engage with with the world around you and you feel like you need to and and what that would make you feel whole and complete and and healthy and um content and happy not all the time but some of the time definitely so I think that's it for now I think I'm going to wrap that up today um please let me know any questions that you have come and find me on Instagram I'm mostly on there as opposed to other social media places so it's at being underscore change um you can find me on my website as well being-change.com um you can email me the email address is on the website or yeah come over on instagram and have a chat let's talk about this i'd really like to open up the conversation so thank you very much for listening as ever and um if you feel so inclined and you feel like it's part of your holistic living duty do leave me a review (laughs) um no really um it does help other people to find the show um which is what I want I want more people to listen to this and be supported encouraged and inspired to live their most purposeful and holistic lives so yeah if you've got the time I really appreciate it if you listen on um an apple device it's really easy you can just use the podcast app and there's a, a little option to leave a rating and a review in there if you don't listen on an apple device you could go to itunes and find the podcast in there so just search for create shift and then again you've got the option to leave a rating um, or a review of both so yeah thank you very much for listening let's keep this conversation going and i will speak to you next time Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Create Shift. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear what you thought. Um, Find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Find me online at being-change.com where you can read blogs, find past episodes of the podcast, find the show notes for this episode. So any links that you wanted will be right there and find out more about what I do. I would really appreciate it if you did enjoy this episode, if you'd be willing to hop over to either the Apple Podcasts app, if you listen to this on an Apple device, or to iTunes, find Create Shift and leave a rating and a review. It's not just to feed my ego, I promise, although that is nice. Um, It's so that other people can find the show, because the more people who review it, the more that iTunes, Apple the powers that be will trust that it is a podcast worth listening to and show it to other people who may be interested so thank you in advance for doing that and until next time 